You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. One antithesis of trust is despair. A person that's in despair is someone that has no hope. Person that has entered into a state condition of place where he or she feels there is no hope. The only way you can feel as if there is no hope, in my opinion, is that you don't know Jesus. You don't know God. There's no way you can be completely hopeless and say you have a relationship with Jesus. Because if you have a relationship with Jesus or the word, you understand according to Romans 8, 24, and 25, that hope is not based upon what you, you see. Paul said, why, why should we hope for what we see? Don't make no sense. But then Paul said, when you hope for what you don't see, wait for it. What's the indication? Because a change is going to happen. Who was he talking to? Christians. See, see, when a child of God hopes in what he or she does not see and know that what she, he or she is hoping for is based upon the word, all they have to do is just wait for it to happen. You know how the Bible talks about uh, God in reference to hope, which equates confidence. Hebrews 10 and 35 says, Cast not away therefore your confidence or hope which has great reward. Goes on to say, for you have need of endurance that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. And then he takes it a little further. He says, for he that shall come, will come. Say to your neighbor, God coming. Even though you don't see it. Because if he promised it. He's going to do it. He's not a man that he should. Not the son of man that he should repent. If he said it, he'll do it. He'll make it good. To trust, the base meaning is to be solid. Is to be solid. When you're solid, it says... You are in complete agreement 
with the written and revealed will of God. When you're solid. When you're solid, you are in complete agreement with the written and revealed will of God. Bottom line, 24-7, you're thinking, talking, and doing according to what you have read and what you have heard. You're solid. Show of hands, how many you're striving to be solid? May not be 100%, but you're striving to be solid. Yeah, and, and that's what we need to be because we need to trust God. And we really need to be like the proverb writer said in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 in part. We need to trust him with all of our heart. And I'm going to show you why. Show you a couple of reasons why. Let's go to Proverbs 28. And let's consider why we really need to trust him with all of our heart. Proverbs 28. Consider the first part of the 26th verse. Proverbs 28 and 26. Is that? He who trusts in his own heart is a? He who trusts in his own heart is a? How many have ever been a fool based upon the verse before? Come on, put that hand up. Let me look at you. Everybody in here should have a hand up. Including the preacher that's trying to hold his glasses like he ain't never been a fool. He who trusts in his own heart is what? And, and, and your heart in one sense represents your choices. Another sense it represents your feelings. We, we done made up in our mind we were going to choose to do a particular thing and ended up doing something stupid. Feeling like if we did this, that, or the other, it would work out, but, but end up being a fool. Because we followed our feelings. You hear me? Notice again, he who trusts in his own heart is what? Let's take it further. We're talking about why we should trust in the Lord with all of our heart based upon Hebrews 3, 5, and 6 in part. Let's go to Jeremiah, the 17th chapter. Jeremiah 17. We're going to consider uh, verse 5. Jeremiah 17, verse 5. I love how this verse starts. Woo, I love how this verse starts. Y'all hurry up and get that so I can read it. And you'll see why I love how it starts. Jeremiah 17 and 5. Ready? Thus says who? Cursed is the man, a woman, who trusts in who? And makes flesh a man his strength. Whose heart departs from who? The Lord. See, whenever you trust in a person more than you trust in God, you done left God. You done departed from him. 
And therefore, you're under a curse. You know what being under a curse means in one sense? It means that, that God can't pronounce an amen on you. Amen means so be it. It means he cannot say, let the blessings fall from the north, south, east, and west. He can't do it because you trust in your job more than you trust in him. You trust in your check more than you trust in him. So therefore, he cannot pronounce the blessing upon you. You remember in Psalm 133 when it talks about how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity? And then finally, in uh, I think it's the third verse, it closes by talking about how God pronounced the blessing. But when you're under a curse, he can't pronounce the blessing. God cannot say to you, he'll come better. Or better is here and better is coming. If you're trusting man more so than you're trusting him. Look at the verse one more time and help me read it on one. One read. And whose? Yeah, we can't do that. We can't do that. And, and sometimes your situation can look bad. But we don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. You have to still remain solid. Remember? The base meaning of trust is solid. Right? And when we are solid, we are in complete agreement with the written and revealed word of God. Amen? How many understand? And so back in um, Proverbs 16 and 20, we have a guarantee. Based upon us trusting in the Lord. We have a guarantee. Now let me say. If you truly trust God. You know him. You know him. You can't trust him if you don't know him. Matter of fact, let's just see what the psalmist had to say. In reference to that. Go with me to uh, the ninth Psalm. Psalm 9. How many of you already being blessed by the word? Psalm 9 and 10. Ready? And those who know your or know God's name will put their trust in you. Why? For you, Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. God ain't, ain't going to forsake folks who worship him. If you make it your business to pray every day to give God his tithes and offerings, God ain't going to leave you. When you hear that crazy stuff coming into your mind, that, that's a demon or your flesh. That ain't God. 
God is not going to forsake his people. We need to understand that like David understood it. David said, I've been young, now I'm old, but I have never seen. Seen who, David? The righteous, forsaken, knowing seed, begging bread. Even when God does not act, it ain't his fault. It's your fault because you don't stop trusting him. God is not going to forsake those who know his name. He's not going to do it. You know his name. Y'all holding on? When you know God's name, it means two things. Well, two things that I want you to receive tonight. In reference to that. Number one, you holding on? You know his reputation. Now just ask somebody with, with a serious face. Look at somebody with a serious face. And go ahead and get that little smile out the way. And just Because I want you to be serious. Look at him. And just ask him or her point blank. Do you know something about God's reputation? How many know he has a reputation of helping folk? Delivering folk. How how many in here, you know he got a reputation of turning turning things completely around? Say to somebody else, "I, I know his reputation. I know can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do you like Jesus. Say that to one more person. I know that can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do you like. You know his reputation. When folks start talking about he don't exist, you can you can say something about that. Why? He saved you. Who in here know God will save you? Know he'll bless you. Know he'll turn things completely around. Who in here know can't nobody do you like Jesus? Not even good old mama. Shout at somebody one more time. Can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do you like. Y'all didn't say it right. We got to go back one more time. Look at one more person and tell them can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do you like. Look at what this verse says again. And those who know your name shall what? They're going to put their trust in you. And, and notice how he closes the verse. He says, for you, Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. See, see sometimes it, it'll look like the blessing ain't going to happen. And see, if you really don't know his reputation, you'll start acting like. It ain't going to happen. But now the second, second thing we need to understand in reference to those that know his name is that you know his authority. Authority has to do with power. When it comes to God, he has all power. Matter of fact, God is so powerful to where we, we can say without a doubt, that our Lord has the final say. So powerful that he has the final say. Doctor says, over. But look at the power of God. 
Where have you laid him? Where you done laid him? Well, Lord, by now he's stinking. Where you done laid him? Who had the final say over Lazarus? The Lord. When he told Lazarus, come forth. Shout at somebody, I don't know what you're going through. And I don't care about the bad report. What I need you to know right now is that your God has the final say. Shout at somebody else, your God has the final say. Who in here believe that? Jump on your feet and high five somebody and tell them your God has the final say. Your God has the final say. Who? Your God. You know him. He omnipotent. You don't give up just because of what, what they done put on the paper. You know who owned this place, this nation, this world. Psalm 24 and 1, the earth is the Lord. and is. We know him. Mr. Walker, I regret to tell you. Who you think you ain't you ain't got no final say? Man, I, I can't I don't even have enough fingers and toes to tell you how, how many times I done heard a professional say. It's done. It's over. It can't happen. I I don't have enough fingers and toes. I'm telling you, I know and you know. God has the final say. We got miracles all all in here. It's all kind of folk in here that I've been given miracle after miracle. And and so why are you tripping because you're going through a trial? You know God. Why are you tripping because you're going through a hard trial? You know who has the final say. You know who's going to take care of you no matter what. Ooh, I should have got three amens at least. I know it's got to be at least three folk that know like I know. Matter of fact, if you know like I know, just jump on your feet and say, I know he got the final say. Some of y'all jumping up on credit. But it's some of us that really know he got the final say. I got to show you something real quick. I got to show you something. Uh, Lord have mercy. I think I'm going to the right scripture, but I, I, wanna, I want you to see this scripture. You done heard it, quoted, but I want let's go to Matthew 28. I think that's where I want to go. Matthew 28. Good God, there it is right there. That is right there. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Now notice this, Matthew 28, and I'm going to read verses 17 and 18. When they saw him, or Jesus, who had had just resurrected, but some, what? Doubted. Let me read that verse again. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some, what? Even though he had resurrected and he was there, they still would doubt. Now, the psalm is disciples. 
It's, it's amazing how folk know that God will move for them time and time again and still be down when they get to going through a little trouble. See, now some of y'all just holding your head down like you looking at that scripture. You ain't looking at that scripture. You just guilt. Some of y'all anyway. You ought to be shame of yourself as many times that God done moved for you. The minute you get in a hot trial, you start down. Well, I knew he did it the last time, baby, but seeing like something different going on here. God ain't changed. Malachi 3 and 6, God changes. Hebrews 13 and 8, Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. He changes. Look at the verse again. Still in Matthew 28 and 17. This is for somebody because God led me to this right here. So I'm going to rest for a couple of minutes anyway. Matthew 28 and 17 again. When they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubt. Sitting there, wave your head, oh God, but doubt. Verse 18. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority or power has been given to me. Well, in heaven and on This hadn't changed right here. He got all power. That's the reason we know he has the final what? Say. And that's the reason when we tell folk can't nobody, but nobody do it like Jesus, we mean what we say. Yeah. When you're in a hot trial, you tell folk, my God going to turn this thing around. You ain't just talking. He done turned stuff around for you more, more times than you got fingers to count. How many of you go and turn things around for you a whole lot of times? You got a resume. You can write a book about how God unturned things around for you. Right? And so, when you know his name, you know his reputation. Right? You know his reputation. And you know his Authority of power. You know he has the final say. Now let's go back to uh, the primary text. Proverbs 16 and 20b. Again, the writer decreed, whoever, put your name there. You're scared to say your own name. And thank you, brother. You heard Deacon Holland. He wants you to know he's going to put his name down. Who else going to shout your name? And whoever trusts in the Lord, notice, happy is he. And again, there's a guarantee. It's certain. You're going to be happy. You're going to be happy if you trust God. I have told you time and time again that when it comes to happy, it's the little word, Esher. And, it, and blessed means the same thing. Right? I'm going to take the definition a little further tonight. When you're happy or blessed, 
from a theological point, it means that God's favor is upon you. It means that God is going to show you kindness and prosperity despite what you go through. And see, if, if you understand this verse, when you trust God, that means if, if you're going to be happy, it says that God going to make sure he bless you. Make sure his favor is upon you. Make sure you see some kindness. Make sure you see some prosperity. And see, so you need to get in your mind when you're in your trial, man, kindness is just an inch away. Two inches, however you want to say it. But God is right there ready to drop his kindness and his prosperity upon you. And it's a guarantee. Whoever trusts in the Lord, happy or blessed is he. Shout at somebody, I'm favored. God going to manifest his kindness and mercy. Tell somebody else, as a matter of fact, he manifesting it right now. But it's going to get more abundant. It's going to go to another level. It's going to go to another height. See, I'm preaching it the way I'm preaching it because I want it to get so in your being. When God sees that you believe it, when he sees your faith, he's going to pour it out upon you. I'm trusting that God going to start doing it before you leave the service tonight. Yes, before you leave the service tonight. If it don't hit you in the service, it's going to hit you when you get to your house. If it don't hit you by midnight, it's going to hit you the next day, the week. That don't seem possible. With men, it ain't ain't possible. But with God, all things are possible to him who? All right, sit down. But when you're happy, it also says about you that you are enjoying the God kind of life. What is the God kind of life? John 10 and 10. When Jesus said, hey, there's a thief. Don't act like I'm that thief. Now, I'm going to tell you why the thief different from me. The thief comes not before the steal, kill. And destroy it. Now that's not me. That's the thief. He said, but I have come. Why? That you may have life. And that you may have it more abundantly. And then in the same chapter, he defined himself as the good shepherd. That means he going to make sure the sheep have life and life more abundantly. Of the God kind of life. It's time for us to take our expectation to another level. I said it's time for us to take our expectation to another level. 
How many going to go to another level with me? Even though you're going through it, you got to believe that God getting ready to drop something on you that your eyes ain't seen. Your ears have not heard. Going to drop a healing on you at your chair. Don't no hand have to be laid upon you. Before you leave the service tonight. Going to tell you before you leave the service tonight. What he going to do for you this week, this month. If thou canst believe. Whoever trusts in the Lord. Happy is he. Happy is he. As I, I'm going to close it by looking at a number of passages that show us why we're going to be happy. Because of trusting God. See, scripture is going to show us why we're going to be happy. And, and when we look at these scriptures, I want you to expect, if they're not already happening, expect these scriptures to start manifesting in your life. Because the word ain't dead, is it? The word is living. What did the Hebrew writer say that, that the word is quickening, powerful? Right? In other words, the word gives you life. That's the reason Paul said, in him or in the word, we live, move, and have our being. So we're going to look at some passages tonight to, to show us what to expect in reference to us trusting the Lord. Amen? Y'all ready to roll? Let's go to the book of uh, Psalm. Let's go to Psalm 32. Lord have mercy. There's some happy folk in here tonight. I just hope you one of them. Psalm 32 and 10. Ready? Latter part. Well, let's read all of it. Many sorrows shall be to the wicked. Woo, I don't want that. But he who trusts in the Lord, mercy shall what? And I just told you earlier that when it, when it talks about God blessing you, when, it, when it's blessing, it's you receiving from God his favor, his mercy, his kindness, and so forth. But look at this verse again. Matter of fact, help me read it. Ready? Read. Uh-huh. Mercy going what? Mercy going what? In other words, mercy going to be like protection. It's going to surround you. It's going to protect you. Can God's mercy protect you? Of course. Yes, his mercy can protect you. Can we go further? Psalm 31. Psalm 31. Lord have mercy. Verse 19. 
you ought to be ready to shout after this verse. You ought to be able to shout aloud, hallelujah. But let's see if it'll make you shout. Psalm 31 and 19. Oh, how great is your goodness. But notice this, which you have laid up for those who fear or worship you. That's talking about me. Now, I just want y'all to know that before I go any further. This verse right here is talking about me. I could put my name in this verse. Then he goes on to say, which you have prepared. What did he done prepare? Goodness. For those who trust you. And notice where he done prepared it. In the presence of the sons of men. He going to let your haters see. His blessings come upon you. Give him something to really talk about. That's you right there. Yeah, that's me. When you get there, oh, Lord blessed me with it two days ago. Lord, how many you got now? That's nine. There are things that God has to do to let folk know that he's going to take care of his children. I said there are things that God has to do to let folk know he's going to take care of his children. And we got to get it in our being that the Lord is going to move on our behalf despite what's happening. Can he do it? Of course. He has all power. Amen? Amen. Let's look at it one more time. A lot of mercy. Psalm 31, 19. Oh, how great is your goodness which you have laid up for those who fear you. Which you have, I love this, prepared. For those who trust in you. In the presence of the sons of men. See, some folk think certain things ain't going to happen for you. And God going to have to show them different. They sitting there just talking, not knowing that God preparing some stuff for you. And, and see, what I love about this is we, we even got a reference, Psalm 23. When David, when David talked about how the Lord prepared a table before him, before the presence, get this, of his enemies. Then talked about before his enemies, his cup was running over. And then, and then said, surely goodness, what else? And mercy shall do what? Follow me. How long? All the days of my life. David knew no matter what I go through, God going to always make sure I am protected by goodness and mercy. 
Y'all ain't happy yet. Some of y'all. Some of y'all happy. Some of you, your, your cup running over. If that's you, tell somebody, my cup running over. Let's go further. Let's go to uh, Proverbs 29. Proverbs 29. Let's go there first. And let's consider verse 25. If we trust the Lord, we're going to be happy. That's a guarantee. But we need to recognize what's going to happen as a result of us trusting the Lord. That's what we're talking about. So consider here Proverbs 29, 25. Ready? The fear of man brings what? That's right. You don't never let nobody cause you not to be able to sleep. If what folks say bother you that much, start walking off when they get talking negative. That would be rude. So, sometimes you need to be rude. Especially somebody trying to talk something you don't need to be hearing. Be rude. Well, suppose my, my husband doing slam the door in his face. He might hit me. Call 911. <laughs> if he hits you, call 911. But you always make sure you don't allow somebody to mess up your spirit. You don't allow folks to mess up your spirit, do you? Some of y'all like y'all don't even agree with that. You don't think I put you out of my office, you mess, you're trying to mess up my spirit? If I can't straighten you in the office and tell you you don't need to do that, I'm going to put you out. If we on I-20, you in my car, I'll put you out on I-20. I don't care if you go to the paper and tell them, preacher, put me out on I-20. And I want, I want it to be in the paper. Top story. Let it be the top story. You do not allow folk to mess you up. You know that the words that they're saying are affecting you and you're going to listen to it anyway. Well, you don't. Lord have mercy. Y'all probably ain't like me. I'll change the channel. If I'm looking at something, I don't like what's going on. I'm changing the channel. If it's a DVD, I'm throwing the DVD away. I don't care if I have paid such and such for it. I'm throwing it away. I don't want stuff that's going to affect me in a negative way. And I know you have to balance things, but, but you, you have a right to reject whatever tries to get in your big. How I many understand that? Pastor, he just kept just saying this, and it was just so hurtful. That I, well, why you keep listening? I didn't want to be rude. Be rude. I don't say enough about that, but be rude. Be rude if you have to. If that's what you call it. I wouldn't call it being rude. I would call it being right. Because you, you got a right not to listen to a whole lot of dumb stuff. Woo! Good God. But, but, but look at this. The fear of man brings a snare. 
But whoever trusts, help me, shall be what? You're going to be safe. God don't want you bound. He wants you safe. He wants you to be in a good place. That's the reason we have scriptures like Proverbs 14, 26. In the fear of the Lord is strong and his children shall have what? A safe place. A safe place. It's, it's a verse, I'm not going there, that says don't even trust in oppression. Some folks allow what folks do to them. To cause them to think, talk, and act a certain way. Don't allow your boss or nobody else to, to get you in a place to where you are oppressed by that person. You can't sleep because of that job. That ain't no good place to be. You hear me? All right, last scripture. We're going to turn the page to Proverbs 28. Y'all there? Verse 25. He who is of a proud heart stirs up strife. But this is what I want you to get. But he who trusts in the Lord will be prospered. And I told you earlier that that God's favor is going to drop and you're going to see prosperity. Look Look at the latter part of this verse and read it. Ready? Read. But we'll be what? Now, we'll be, does that connote a promise? Second Corinthians 1 and 20 says all of the of God are what? And God going to put his amen on you when you trust him. And going to cause you to prosper. And, and God's prosperity affects how many aspects of your life? Yeah, that's the reason uh, John penned in 3 John 2, Beloved, I wish above all things that you'd prosper and be what? Even as your soul does what? Prosper. And he was basically covering your entire life. He wants you to prosper. So you have, you, you, you have to have the type attitude to where no matter what happens, you still, I'm going to prosper. I'm coming out of this. And then you have to bring in some reinforcement like Romans 8 and 28, which says that no matter what, it's going to work out for your what? Good. But you have to know it. Right? According to that verse, you have to know it. We know that all work together for the because we love it. We fear him. We worship him. And I'm going to stop right here. Thank you for listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. Please stop by our website for more information on our church at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Until next time, remember, Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly.